0: Today's Leading Women, episode 157. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jennifer Whitten-Palazzo. Jennifer whedon Palazzo is the producer and writer of Mom Cave TV, an online network of comedy web series for moms, including Slummy Mommy, Double Leche, Blobber Mom, and Mom Cave Live. As a professional actress and member of the Screen Actors Guild, Jennifer has appeared in films like The Beautiful Mind, The Height of the Sky, TV, theater, off Broadway and regional, and national commercial campaigns like Coca Cola. Old Spice. So women of the world, Miss Jennifer Whedon-Palazzo. Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Thank you very much.
0: I am excited to be talking to you and I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well are excited to hear from you. So thank you. Now, Jennifer, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them. But These are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind the niche?
1: Sure. Um, I'm the co-creator and producer of a um, network called Mom Cave Live. I'm sorry, let me start over there. <laughs> I am the producer and co-creator of Mom Cave TV, which is an online network of comedies for moms. And you can find us on YouTube, Daily Motion. Um, and we produce short videos that are easy for moms to take in their busy schedules that show a kind of lighter side of parenthood. Um, we've been doing a lot of in person events too in New York City. We do screenings for different mom groups. And we're very involved with the mommy bloggers online and doing giveaways and things with them. So it's, it's about building a community of moms that can laugh
0: together. Wow. I love what I'm hearing about your business and the industry you're in. I mean, nothing is so beautiful and having that community where moms can laugh. I love it. Now, the, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business?
1: It's funny. It's not that it's one moment. It's like a a series of many things over many years that kind of lead up to this sort of thing. Um, I've been an actor my entire life since I was a teenager. It's kind of all I ever wanted to do. But I always wrote a bit. And then I started getting involved a little bit in production. Um, My husband was working in production. My father-in-law is a producer director. So I saw that side of it, too. And I enjoyed that. And uh, after I had my son... You know, uh, the acting had slowed down a little bit because when I was pregnant, there weren't as many roles. And I was staying home with him. And I just started sort of writing about some of these ridiculous things that were happening in my daily life and my interactions with some of the other neighborhood moms. And uh, a friend invited me to take that to a writer's group. And that was sort of the start of all of this. Um, I got a great reception and people started volunteering to work on it with me. And so we produced that first show, which is called Slummy Mummy, and that led to another show um, called Double Leche, and then those two shows were both selected independently to be in a festival called the Independent TV and Film Festival, and we got a great reception while we were there. We had lots of screenings, and while we were there, um, the idea of starting an entire network of shows for moms sort of came about when we realized that there wasn't really anything exactly like what we were doing with this same kind of feeling. And so that was sort of when we started.
0: Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and you know how it grew. And and, and and the moment, you know, like what you said, it was a series of moments, a series of events. And when finally, when you were pregnant and were at home, and then you ha- you leveraged that, you started uh, writing uh, these experiences that you have, and then, yeah, then grew from there. Then you found out you found this Slummy Mummy and the Double Lecture TV series. So, wow, what an inspiring uh, moment that must be so far. Listeners out there, the takeaway here is uh, maybe you don't have that significant event in your life but somehow somewhere sometime there will become a time that okay you feel like okay this I am interested in doing this and maybe there's something in here for me and most of the time that's when the light bulb moments come in so thank you for sharing that. All right, now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that defining moment or what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out.
1: Um, well, My vision has to do with the fact that I was always loving my job as an actor, but I was always working for other people. And, um, it's much when you are the person writing, producing, sometimes editing, um, you have much more control over the creative process, but you also have control over the business aspect of it and your schedule and, and that really makes a difference. I think once you become a parent, um, so it it was a lot of it was about wanting to make room in my life for what I was passionate about, but still put my son first
0: wow and that's why most of us are in business because we want to have that sense of that control over our time and our business and our family of course and when you have that business you have that flexibility to do this and it's not like when you have a job that somebody you have a boss and you have to be in the mercy of their time and then what you, you know your creativity is so limited so when you have your own business you are you have that flexibility you have that chance to take control of it if you not only your time but in, in your creative creativity. That's that what, uh, like, for example, what Jennifer just shared. So, thank you for sharing that. And for our listeners out there, have something create something you know you know a vision for yourself or for your business that inspires you on a daily basis I think having a vision is really important because it not only gives you direction but it also inspires you to move forward and especially when the times when you feel low or when you feel down or when challenges arise that will help you keep focused and knowing that you know where you're going and that you have something to hold into that strengthen you so for our listeners out there this vision that uh, for uh, the uh, example that what Jennifer just shared, create something like that. Create something for yourself, and it will evolve with you. So don't be like a tied up with just one, but have something that kind of encourages you, inspires you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Okay, Um, it's funny because sometimes your greatest strengths can be your greatest weaknesses and vice versa. So um, some of the things that have made me successful are also some of the things that I struggle with. One is, um, I've always gotten a lot out of just the idea of achieving things as, you know, as a student in school, I loved getting straight A's. I loved, you know, being on the honor roll and, and things like that. And so as an adult, you have less and less, um, opportunities to be recognized in, in just daily life. And so I guess I'm, I'm always trying to strive for the next thing, the next achievement. So that's probably the first trait, um, the second trait, I would say, is I'm very future-oriented. I, I read a book once that said people um, have different ways of dealing with time. Some people are very present-oriented, some are past, and some are future. And, they, you know, they all have their pluses and minuses. I am definitely very future-oriented. I have trouble being in the moment, which I do try to do, but I'm always thinking ahead. And I found that that really served me well in producing, because you have to be thinking many steps ahead, um not just on the day but how things are going to happen later when you edit and then later when you release so that sort of future orientation is a, is a trait that's helped me and then the third um i think i i have trouble keeping still <laughs> i have i have trouble relaxing which is bad in my personal life but probably good in my business life because whenever there's nothing happening, I, I always think of some way to push ahead in whatever my goal is at the time. So, you know, I'm I'm always busy doing many things at once and rarely sitting still. So those things have actually helped
0: me, I guess. Wow, great personal tracer that you've just shared. And the good news is for our listeners that we can all cultivate or we can all adopt these traits that Jennifer just shared with us and the first one is to always be striving and the second one is to be um, future-oriented or always thinking ahead and the third one which I totally agree with you this can be good for your business but not necessarily for your personal life but (laughs) anyway it's always wanting to do things I mean being an entrepreneur we are creative individuals we want to create something we always have something in our we have ideas we always something in our mind that because that's our nature as entrepreneurs so that's not necessarily a bad thing in 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 that context so thank you for sharing those now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person you. so what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcome Came those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: I think the first challenge um, was that I, I thought about doing something like this for a long time. As actors, we call this creating our own work. And that's just a phrase people are always throwing about, and it sounds like a great idea. And I thought about it all the time, and I would be talking to my husband about it, but there would always be things stopping me. Either I didn't have enough time or I was. Uh, I didn't have enough money to start or I didn't know exactly how to start. And I I eventually just realized that that's just fear. And sometimes we have to do the things that scare us most in life in order to be successful. So I just kind of started Um, (laughs) at some point. I decided that each of those things would take care of themselves as time went on. and, And they did. So, um One of the things I was worried about is that I didn't have a lot of technical filmmaking skills. And as I went on, um, people that were exposed to my writing that liked it started volunteering. The very first person to volunteer was our director of photography, Kaleem, a great guy. And he just came up to me after hearing something read and said, you need a DP on your guy. And all of a sudden, I didn't need to know how to work a camera because I had an amazing DP that could do it for me. Um, so that's how I overcame my lack of technical skills. And then I I also learned a lot along the way. It's amazing what we can learn now, even just by Googling, if you don't know how to do something, it's out there somewhere. So you just, you need to, I guess my biggest advice there is if you're afraid of starting, just, just start. (laughs) It will take care of itself.
0: Yes. I totally resonate with that you just shared. And I, for me, if there is one person there that is no no, I have no technical skills that would be me (laughs) and so if I can
1: look like you're doing this great podcast
0: (laughs) well that's the thing if I can figure this one out I am sure that everyone out there can figure it out and the good news is that like what you've said I mean there's a lot of resources out there people and the internet oh my god I mean YouTube Google for example type in anything and there will be something there that you can find that will help you so it's not really a a hindrance no more to to, it's no longer an excuse because the resources are out there it's just being resourceful in finding those so thank you for sharing that now let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance you know being a business owner myself maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? And what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I always do the best job at it. I have to say I struggle really hard with that. My husband um, is also the owner of his own business and so we, we live, live these lives where it almost seems like the business is controlling your life. And it's very important that my son doesn't feel that way. You know, it's hard for a three and a half year old to understand when you say you have to work what that means or, or why that's more important than them in that moment. So we struggle with that every day. My husband and I always talk about it when we have time to talk, <laughs> which isn't every day even. Um, and all I can say is, is if you're aware of it, I guess, at least, at least you're trying and you're striving. Um, the biggest thing for me has been to try not to be on the computer, on my phone too much when I'm with my son. So it's hard for me not to look and see what's going on and what emails are coming in. But I try to be there in the moment with him and structure my work hours around the times that he is asleep and things like that—that um, that just takes a little some discipline, and it doesn't always work out because sometimes important things happen. But that if you just you know try your best at that, um, it's probably yes. Because we really do struggle with the balance, yeah.
0: And I'm sure it's not only you. I mean, all of us, I'm sure, in one way or another, have struggled with this work-life balance. And sometimes I tell myself that work-life balance is a myth for us entrepreneurs because we yeah. are so driven and motivated with our and passionate about what we're doing that sometimes it's no longer work for us. But it's really important, like what Jennifer um, just shared, to really be deliberate in making time for uh, and be present in for example when you are spending time with your son or with your family be present with them at the moment and then when you are working on your business be present on your business so Be deliberate in doing that, and we don't have to make this one complicated. Small things like this, like uh, what uh, Jennifer just said, structure your day so that you know your you work your business around the kind of lifestyle that you want or that you can, and be flexible enough. Uh, And that's what why being in the business is a good thing because we are able, we are be. We can be flexible if we want. If we are able to structure our day and be efficient with our time, there is really a way to go around this. So for our listeners out there, don't be scared with this work-life balance. Work around it according to what your lifestyle is at the moment and be flexible and be willing to sometimes make those sacrifices. if. It calls um, for itself. Thank you for sharing your take on that. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success, Flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi billionaire and be totally miserable. So, am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So, in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you and What are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: That's a good description that you gave, because for me, success is really more about my mindset than the amount of money that I'm making. Um, Success for me means being happy in the moment of what you're doing, but also being challenged just enough, not so much that you're completely stressed out and, and can't take it, but challenged just enough that you're not complacent and that you're... Moving forward, and that you have something to look forward to and something you're striving for, so it's not quite um a dest. i don't know this sounds silly like a a magnet that you see or something says success is not a destination, it's the journey. I guess that's kind of what i'm saying it's it's being happy do but doing as as you're happy
0: wow, I love how you put it success. Is being happy in the moment uh, uh, of what it is that you're doing at the moment. And at the same time, be challenged because I believe that when we are not challenged, we are not growing. There has to be something that. You know, makes makes us grow. That pushes us beyond our comfort zone. And I totally believe in that because when I when I have something that I'm really passionate about doing, that challenges me in a way that really fires me. So, and that to me is what makes me happy so far. Listeners out there, challenge yourself. Ask this question: What does success mean to you? And you maybe you'll be surprised by the answer you know, if you truly listen to your heart. So, thank you for sharing your perspective on that. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be?
1: Oh, goodness. That's a big question. Let's see. Um, Well, my first I kind of talked about already, and it's that if you're afraid to do something, sometimes that's an indication that that's a thing that you just need to do. Um, in order to feel successful in your life. So don't let that hold you back. Just start and figure it out as you go along. Um, That's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice would be, don't be afraid to ask for help as you're going along. Sometimes we're afraid that if we admit we don't know something, that, you know, we'll seem weak or, or we'll seem inexperienced. But the best business people find experts to help them in areas that they're not expert in. And even it's something as simple as, um, there've been times when I couldn't figure out something or, you know, we, we couldn't find a location for for a certain scene, or I couldn't figure out something technically. And I would just even post it on Facebook and say, Hey, film friends, how do you do this? And all of a sudden, I would get all these replies from people. People are happy to help and to share their expertise with you. So crowdsource, uh, ask for help. And the third um, would be every industry is constantly changing. I think even at a faster pace than it used to be with the internet and everything. So you have to keep learning. Um, When I started this journey a couple of years ago, the, the, um, the world of online video was different than it is now. And that's only been a couple of years. I mean, even in a matter of months, major things change. So you need to uh, read up about news in your industry and keep your eyes open and, and know what's going on and, and constantly be learning.
0: Wow, great tips there that you've just shared. And for our listeners out there, a huge takeaways. So that you can take action today. So let me just summarize those ones. So the first thing is to embrace fear and just get started. I mean, get in the game. Whatever your idea is out there, get it out there and don't let fear um, deter you from starting. And then the second one is not to be afraid of asking for help. And I agree with with what Jennifer just shared. You know, when you put it out, when you ask people out there... a lot there are a lot of you'll be surprised because there's a lot of people who are willing to help or who have the expertise and are willing to help so it's just about asking for help and putting putting it out there and the third one is to adapt to the changing market and to, to keep learning I mean especially with technology i mean technology nowadays is changing so rapidly so we really have to keep abreast of ourselves to learn for whatever technology is coming whatever is new is coming you know especially that it relates to our business so really great takeaways there that you've shared and i'm sure a lot of your listeners can learn from so thank you for sharing those now what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with
1: Um, Well, something that's really helped are some of the Google products. I don't work for Google, um, but Google Drive, Google Calendar. Um, With Google Drive, I've been able to share documents between my partners um, by keeping them essentially in the cloud where any of us can access them and and, – You can see who else is looking at it and you can edit it and then everybody's on the same page. You don't have to keep sending documents back and forth and then lose track of what the latest draft is. So that's helped a lot. And then also the Google Calendar has been a big help for my husband and I because um, you can share your calendars with different people. And so when you open and you look at your calendar for the day, you'll see what you've put on there. And then, and you'll have assigned a color and then the other people whose calendars you have access to their stuff will be on there in another color. So I've got my business, my husband's business, our personal lives, um, all, all in one place. And you can kind of see what's going on and keep everybody on the same page.
0: Yes, and the Google platform itself, I mean, the tools that uh, us business owners can leverage are really huge there. So if we if we can leverage those, if we know how to use them and to benefit our, our business, and uh, that is really a great platform. So not only the Google Drive, but the Google Calendar, but all the other tools that Google platform is offering us for free. I mean, technically for free, it's really mm-hmm. a huge uh, uh, thing that we can leverage on. So thank you for sharing those. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: Sure. Well, it's kind of funny because this the book I'm going to tell you about, um, it it helped change the way I was thinking about a lot of things, but I never quite achieved what the title is. And the title uh, is The 4-Hour Workweek. It's by Timothy Ferris. You've probably heard of it. It's pretty popular. But he, he writes his ideas of how to... Um, tailor your business so that you are, in his case, working four hours a week and still having a great business and you know, then going on doing all the other things you love in your life in that time. Now, when you start your own business, it seems to kind of take over. And I think I spend more hours than most people um, working. But the ideas where he was saying about certain things like, you know, how to make sure you're putting your time into where it's most efficient, not wasting your time doing certain other things. Uh, it's it's an interesting way of thinking about business and personal life at the same time.
0: Yes, I love that book and the concepts that are that he shares in, in his in that book. And for our listeners out there, don't be fooled by the title. I mean, the concepts inside there are what what is it? Are really what matters, and you really learn from, for example, how to delegate, how to eliminate those tasks that you're not supposed to be doing. Things that in, when you analyze it, it's really is about freeing your time and yes it is possible for you to not just be working for hour a week but then there are systems in place that you can learn from for what uh, what he shared so i love that book that's the four hour work week by tim ferris Now, last but not least, Jennifer, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say win, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to.
1: (laughs) That's funny. I don't feel like a superhero at all. I think my... My definition of a superhero would be to be able to be a good mom and present in my life as a mom, but still get to do work that inspires me and that I feel important doing and get to take a shower every day. I mean, <laughs> there, you know, there are just days when you can't fit it all in. Um, people talk a lot about the work-life balance, and I, I'm the first to say I, I don't think women can quite do it all in that way. You you have to pick and choose and some days you get to do a lot of work and a and a little bit of other things and other you know, it, it goes back and forth. So I uh I don't feel like a superhero, but I would feel like one if I if I got to achieve both the working and the being a good mom at the same time.
0: Well, I truly believe that you are a superwoman among and thanks. super mom. You <laughs> and the rest of the moms out there who are juggling, creating, building business at the same time, raising family. Wow. Hats off to you and to them. I mean, you to me are all superwomen, supermoms super moms in your own right. Oh, thanks. All right. Now share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or service and where they can get it. And then we'll end from there.
1: Okay, well, if you go to Mom Cave, like Man Cave, but it's momcave.tv.com, or if you go on to um, YouTube and just search the channel named Mom Cave, you'll find us. We put out two new episodes of our shows per week, and the great thing is that um, all of our episodes are only a few minutes long. So a mom can watch them whether she's a new mom up in the middle of the night nursing a baby, you know, watching it on her phone. Uh, I like to joke that you can watch it while quickly hiding in the bathroom from your kids because, come on, we all do that. Um, They're just little snippets because we know moms only have time to watch TV in two-minute increments. And the other idea behind Mom Cave is that a lot of the mom um, programming and blogs out there I felt just made me feel worse about myself like how can I ever live up to all of these things to these Pinterest moms who are also working full-time and mom cave uh, just kind of celebrates that we are all struggling anybody who says they aren't isn't telling the truth it's a struggle it's hard to be a mom so we look at the humor in it and um, we, we're we kind of the anti-Pinterest of, of parenting I guess but to, to make you feel okay about laughing about yourself and about being a mom.
0: I love it. And that's momcave.tv.com or on YouTube, the YouTube channel, at Mom Cave. So far, listeners out there, I highly recommend that if you want to hear want a good laugh in a, a, you know, in a day or like that, go check them out. This Mom Cave. TV.com, and you can check their social media sites from there as well. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of these uh, fantastic resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today'sleadingwomen.com forward slash Jennifer Whedon Palazzo, or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, that link is momcave.com. TV.com. Jennifer, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: It's been great talking to you. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen, then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download. And we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.